AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Comedy Central. From the most trusted journalists at Comedy Central, it's America's only source for news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Michael Costa. Costa, we have a great show for you tonight. The Supreme Court blocks democracy. Republicans scramble over eggs, and Dulce Sloan creates a brand new holiday. Let's get into the headlines. Let's begin with a debate over in vitro fertilization. Last week, the Alabama Supreme Court threw the future of IVF into doubt by ruling that frozen embryos that are less than a tenth of a millimeter, by the way, are legally humans. And I'm sorry, but if you could pass through a spaghetti strainer, you're not human. And, <laughs> and now, Republicans who've spent years and years insisting that every embryo is touched by God are suddenly saying, oh, well, well, we didn't mean in a way that makes us unpopular. All the GOP's top brass are now trying to scramble to get on the side of supporting IVF. The Republican Senate campaign arm jumped on the issue by sending out this memo on Friday urging that, quote, it is imperative that our candidates align with the public's overwhelming support for IVF and fertility treatments. House Speaker Mike Johnson also came out in support of IVF treatment and called it a blessing for many moms and dads who have struggled with fertility. IVF is something that is so critical to a lot of couples. It helps them breed great families. Our country needs that. Okay, okay, that's, that's too far in the other direction, okay? Did this, guy, did this guy just say, breed great families? Are you trying to run a country or get us into the Westminster dog show? This guy must really clean up at the nightclub. He's like, yo, girl, look, you got those straight teeth and detached earlobes. I want to genetically pass that on to my litter, you know? But you know what? You know, better late than never. So now that Republicans are on board with IVF, I'm sure they'll jump at the opportunity to pass a law to protect it. A Republican senator has blocked the passage of a bill to protect access to in vitro fertilization nationwide. Senator Sidney Hyde-Smith of Mississippi objected to the measure's approval yesterday. The bill before us today is a vast overreach that is full of poison pills that go way too far. 
far beyond ensuring legal access to IVF. It would legalize human cloning. It would legalize gene-edited designer babies and lift the federal ban on the creation of three parent embryos. It would legalize the creation of human animal chimeras. First of all, chimeras? I, I, I don't know how to pronounce that word, but I know it's not that. And, and secondly, you're not gonna protect IVF because you're worried that someone might put like a human head on a giraffe's body? Why on earth would you wanna stop that? That sounds awesome. I could be eating a tree right now. You know? Republicans are treating IVF the way I treat reading books. I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna read so many books this year. I love reading, but when it actually comes time to read, I'm like, not for me, you know? <laughs> And to be clear, none of this stuff that that center was warning us about is real. They're just looking for excuses to ban IVF, which to me is crazy. Why would you want to criminalize one of the only times you can masturbate for a good cause? <laughs> Trust me, I've tried jacking it for leukemia and people were not happy. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I eat food. Do you eat food? Yeah. Yeah. Ate food, but when I'm at the grocery store, I can never figure out which foods are actually healthy. You know, this one is low fat but high in sodium. This one has vitamin C but also polymonofibers. You know, now I'm staring at ingredient labels until the store closes. I'm trapped inside. My wife finds a new husband to breed with. It's, it's a mess. But luckily, the FDA is coming to the rescue. The FDA potentially rolling out a new logo as soon as this year. For companies to stamp on food packaging, they say it would clear any confusion on what products actually should be considered good for you. Right now, only 3% of foods are currently allowed to claim their food as healthy. Wait, what? Just 3% of foods qualify as healthy? God, please hope that fruit roll-ups are in that 3%. God, please hope that fruit roll-ups are 3%. But yeah, the FDA is gonna make a logo to help people choose healthy foods, which, you know, good luck with that. This is America. It's a victory if we can get people to unwrap things before eating them. <laughs> but I believe we do need a logo identifying healthy foods. I just don't think it should be one of these boring ass options. Am I trying to have breakfast cereal or do tax prep? <laughs> if you want people to eat healthy foods, you gotta make the logo look cool, like Jordan holding broccoli. Uh, <laughs> And finally, <laughs> let's talk about a major update in the ongoing battle between Donald Trump and karma. He's on trial. <laughs> He's on trial right now for trying to overthrow the government, a pretty big faux pas. But <laughs> recently, his lawyers threw out a Hail Mary legal claim that says he's immune from being charged for anything he did while president. And now his buddies on the Supreme Court are saying, mm, yeah, maybe. This morning, the U.S. Supreme Court handing Donald Trump the gift of time. The justices agreeing to decide whether the Republican frontrunner should be immune from federal charges because his attempts to reverse the 2020 election happened while he was still in office. We will never give up. We will never concede. In a one-page order, the high court saying it will hear arguments in the case the week of April 22nd. But with no firm date for its final ruling, the prospect of a federal criminal 
trial being completed before the November election becoming increasingly unrealistic. Legally speaking, his strategy has long been to delay, delay, delay. Here he gets help in doing that from the highest court in the land, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop it. I cannot believe this. This dude, he's slipping out of everything. Is he some sort of human eel chimera? You know, like... You know, he started this, he started his campaign with four different cases against him, and he's going to run out the clock on all of them. There's the, the stolen documents case. He got a Trump-friendly judge. The Georgia case has been completely sidetracked by two of the prosecutors f***ing each other. Now, now the January 6th case is getting delayed due to a legal theory that nobody thinks is legit, except for maybe the judges he hired. The only case that might be finished before the election is the Stormy Daniels case. And based on the way things are going, I bet that judge is going to get a... Stuck in a Venus flytrap or something. I don't know. You'd think with so many cases against him, one of them would stick. But he's actually using that to his advantage, saying he needs to delay the cases so he has time to prepare for the other ones. It's like when Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting attacked by two guys and he bonks their heads together and they're both out for the rest of the movie. For more on the Supreme Court delay, we go live to Washington, D.C. with our very own Desi Lydic. Election day isn't that far off. How soon do you think the Supreme Court could rule on this? Well, Michael, that depends. Uh, when is election day? November 5th. They'll rule on November 6th. So, <laughs> so this is purely political? Uh, no, it only looks entirely that way. But you have to remember how complicated this issue is. The justices have a very difficult legal question to answer. Can the president break the law anytime he wants? Hard to say. Hard to say. You know, constitutionally speaking, can he burn down the White House for insurance money? Can he set a bomb on a bus that'll detonate if the bus goes below 50 miles per hour? Can he stick his penis in a barrel of warm coffee beans at Whole Foods? These are not easy questions to answer. Yeah, aren't, aren't they, though? I mean, to me, all these cases seem pretty open and shut. Okay, did you go to Harvard Law School? No. Well, I did, to use their bathroom once. And because <laughs> I have that legal background, I understand that these things take time. They're, they're going to need two weeks to read briefs, another two to debrief. Then you need a silent retreat from the briefs. You rebrief, lots of stretching and hydrating. And then it's July, which of course is French American Heritage Month. And that, that is very sacred to Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, okay. I, I, I think he's Irish. He, here's the thing. There has to be some way to get this decided before the election. Can't they work around the clock? Democracy is hanging in the balance. Okay, but, but what about the other balance? Work-life balance. <laughs> Grind culture is killing all of us. I mean, look at me. One minute I'm reporting from the Middle East, and the next I'm flying to D.C. to stand here in front of this very real Supreme Court. <laughs> I'm exhausted. 
did. And that's all on top of my cardiology practice. Cardiology? <laughs> You're a doctor? I used a lot of med school bathrooms, yes. <laughs> Look, the point is the justices are human beings like the rest of us with full lives. They need time for things like being with their families, traveling in their Winnebago, uh, <laughs> keeping Donald Trump out of prison, playing golf. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What was, what was the last thing you said? Uh, golf. They love golf. Okay. okay. Uh, legal expert Desi Lydic, everyone. Did she say? When we come back, Dulce Sloan will be joining me at the desk. Don't go away. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Today is the last day of Black History Month, so to get her thoughts, we turn to an actual black expert, Dulce Sloan. <laughs> friends today is february 29th which is leap day and black women's history day and if you don't know that it's because i just made it up why because the rest of february is taken dr king gets two weeks the presidents get a three-day weekend and they even give a day to a groundhog what the hell is a groundhog that's not even, like, is that even a real animal? <laughs> Are we sure? Isn't it just a big-ass guinea pig with a good publicist? <laughs> so I'm claiming February, so I'm claiming February 29th for us. Yay! <laughs> Why only one day every four years? Because you account for, you know, the wage gap and your mom and them. You know, the math works out, okay? <laughs> Trust me, I carried the four and everything. But the day is almost over, so let's celebrate some black women as fast as we can. Okay, throw a clock on the screen. Wait, no, that, that looks like a shot clock. This ain't the NBA, no, no, no. Make it historical. It, is that a cuckoo clock? Are you trying to say black women are crazy? 
nerve, the unmitigated girl. Okay, just put up any clock. Oh, hey sis. Okay, I like her, she's black and she looks like she don't take no shit from nobody. Okay, let's celebrate some black women. Start the clock. Okay, Shirley Chisholm, incredible congresswoman, chiseled her way into history by being the first black woman to run for president for a major party in 1972. She spent 14 years in Congress representing Brooklyn. And I mean Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> Spike Lee, Brooklyn. Not Lena Dunham, Brooklyn. <laughs> If you thought Biggie had a tough time making money, imagine going door to door in Bed-Stuy asking for campaign contributions. <laughs> Donations, raise money. Donations, raise money. Y'all was off beat, that's all right. Listen, next. Dr. Shirley Jackson. Ooh, another Shirley. The first black woman to earn a doctorate from MIT. She helped innovate touch-tone phones, portable fax machines, and caller ID. She's the only reason long-distance relationships work. <laughs> so every time you use your phone, pour a little Wi-Fi out for your girl, Shirley. <laughs> Next up, Missy Elliott. Proving that black women can make a hit song while singing forwards and backwards. <laughs> it's your finna whipping you in it yet? Is how you say that? <laughs> Missy, we salute you. You salute we Missy. <laughs> See, that's backwards, okay? Look at your girl, all right? Okay, we got an auntie in the White House. Yes, Ms. Kamala Harris. First female VP and one bad bike ride away from being president. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I'm just saying, if Huffy Bikes really wanted a female president, loosen some chains at the factory. <laughs> Y'all could make history. Help us sister out. Come on. Next. Mae Jemison. The first black woman in space in 1992. What took so long? And that makes sense, because in the 90s, black people were doing whatever they could to get the farthest away from the LAPD. <laughs> so you saying I could go to outer space while these cops stay on Earth? Oh, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take it. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And the most amazing thing is that she came back. <laughs> That's never a guarantee, but girl, why? <laughs> There's a black woman on Family Matters that went upstairs and never came back down again. <laughs> Next, Lisa Leslie. <laughs> a basketball legend who was the first woman to dunk in the NBA. That's right, she can dunk which is way more impressive because when women do it, we do it with titties. <laughs> Slows you down. She changed the game. Like me, every time I play Uno with my five-year-old nephew. Draw four, draw 17, Uno, ha! In your face, Declan. Next! Hey, it's my mommy! Hey, everybody, look at my mama! 
there every day giving, serving, loving, and I mean literally mothering me. Literally mothering. And, you know, she made me. You're welcome. You know what? That's not bad. I'm surprised I was able to cover that many people. That's okay. You know, we can celebrate even more black women in 2028. So... (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to be an earth then. (laughs) Dual say Sloan, everybody. When we come back, Rex Chapman will be joining me on the show. Don't go away. That was great. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a University of Kentucky basketball legend and an NBA shooting star who has written a memoir called It's Hard for Me to Live with Me. Please welcome Rex Chapman. This book, you lay it out. You are, I know you from basketball. Some people know you from social media. Uh, you have a podcast. In this book, you talk about your, your addiction, your recovery. Um, how difficult was it for you? To write that. People have been telling me I should write a book for a long time. Yeah. I never really understood why. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Seth Davis, the guy who co-wrote, co- the author who co-wrote the book with me. Yeah. I've known Seth a long time. He called me up. I had a level of comfort that I don't know that I had with a lot of other people. Yeah. And we started the process. We started it probably, I, was, I told somebody today, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. It was like four years ago because... Yeah. About a year in, Seth said, hey, man, I've got another project that's kind of time sensitive. Do you mind? I said, no, I don't like talking about this anyway. So take all the time you want. I said, sure. What is it? He said, well, it's Sister Jean, who's 104 years old. And I I laughed. I said, that's the sweetest thing ever that you think I might outlive Sister Jean. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there we Uh, go. 
Man, I resonated with so much of this. You're incredibly honest. One of the things that jumped out at me was you broke the rules and oftentimes the law a lot before kind of the big bottom. Yeah. I mean, there was cheating in school. There was cheating on That's your girlfriend. That's not against the law. Uh, no, right? <laughs> there was driving with a suspended license. There was breaking tons of curfews. I mean, no, yeah. I mean every single rule time. Breaker. Rule breaker. Rule breaker. But then it really seemed like it all crashed in oh. 2014 when you get arrested for stealing from an Apple store. Uh, is that right? No, not you. Okay. But I mean, <laughs> by the way, I didn't just bring you out here just to tell you all the gotcha. shit you did. That gotcha. up. Yeah. I'm asking a question and I should probably get to it. Uh, the perks of being an athlete and being a successful athlete. Is that what allowed you to I, cut? I think so. Yeah. Just talking about it in the yeah. green room, really, with Larry Hughes, yeah. uh, my Simon & Schuster guy. I, my last two years of high school, yeah. I, I, I have dyslexia, and I didn't know any of that, though. Right. I just knew right. higher math and science and all that stuff. I would sort of check out, like, how are you guys getting this? This right. is not easy. And then I'm being told it's kind of common sense. Yeah. And I just kind of... I quit. I'm not going to be a math teacher. Why do I need to know this? Right. <laughs> and so that was, and then I'd, I'd cheat. Yeah. But my last two years of high school, I just left school early after lunch. And because right. I was a good basketball player, like yeah. even in high school, well, they can't afford to sit me. Right. What kind of craziness is that? But I left. And the only time I got in trouble, the assistant principal called me in one day after school. For two years, I've done this. And I thought I was in trouble. And right. he said, listen, Rex, I don't mind you going home after lunch. Right. But don't be washing your car out there when the school buses are coming by. <laughs> this also shows just so, yes. how good you were at basketball. Well, because, you know, maybe I could put up seven points, but if I skip school, they're like, hey, Costa, you're not that good. Yeah, you but know listen, I mean? man, you played tennis and That's you right. played it at a very high level. That's right. Going and playing, you know, you did... <laughs> He really did. He went to Illinois and played tennis. <laughs> and, and anybody that goes to college and right. plays a sport, Division right. One, Division Two, especially, right. that's all your time. That's right. I didn't really have the, I didn't have the, probably the capacity for the school part of it. Right. But I was having to go every day. Right. And I remember sitting in class, because it takes all your time. Yeah. And for, for me back in the day, we can only play basketball like three, four hours a day by rule. And so I'd be in a geography of Kentucky class, <laughs> sitting there. It's such a complicated class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and I'd be sitting there and thinking, well, Reggie Miller, Clyde Drexler, Michael Jordan, Ron Harper, all these guys are are working out right now. Right. And I'm stuck in this class. Yeah. And it's my only avenue to get where they are. Yeah. And I have to do what is being told, you know, probably cheating on my tests weren't the best thing, but I only did that once. But, but, but as, as I read this, it, man, you worked hard. You know, you, you, know, you were going at night. Yeah, but you were getting a key to the gym yeah. at night yeah. and having you and your buddy and have him uh, rebound for you. Yeah. I mean, you, you might have been a rule breaker. No, but, I, that but was the, the only thing that I had. That was the only thing I felt yeah. like I could control. Yeah. And um, no, I, I, I worked at it. I was obsessed by it. I told someone earlier, I used to wake up at midnight on the East Coast. Yeah. I'd fall asleep, wake up just in a sweat thinking, my guy, Gerald Madkin, somebody I know out in L.A., 
my grade. He's yeah. at the park right now. It's right. nine o'clock. I need right. to do some push-ups. Let me go run a mile. I'll right. come back and go to bed. Like obsessed right. like that. Somebody's working harder and I can't allow that. So that same um, level of commitment, that stubbornness, that anxiety overworking, how do you, does that help you in recovery? Or in a way, is it like, is it hard to it's go to recovery hard. because I'm a bad mother I can beat this. Well, I know I can beat I this. I think that's probably the mindset that got me there. Right. <laughs> right. You no, know, I, I for sure went through, you know, very first when I started taking Vicodin or OxyContin, I just remember one day very vividly thinking, oh, sh- can I cuss? You can cuss. I think I already, I already, I already can said I say, can I say all of them? Yeah. Okay. I thought to myself, oh, f- shit. Right. <laughs> um, no, I thought... You played against Michael Jordan. You've heard, yeah, you've heard yeah, way heard worse all. than all I've this. I've heard yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was thinking, all of a sudden, you know, I, I was taking this medicine. It was saying, take it m- once every whatever. Yeah. All this, and where I'm making that call, all of a sudden, one day it just flipped where that medicine was telling me when yeah. to take it. Yeah. And before I know it, oh, I was only supposed to take three today. Now I'm to four and yeah. now I'm to five. And then I get to seven or eight and I go, this is an issue, man. Yeah. And I cut it down to four or five. And then guess what? Maybe an argument or right. whatever. Right. And then this. Right. And, and then that was from the time I was 15 or 16 year yeah. old, yeah. though, I started having some depression and whatnot and really started coping that way then because yeah. I didn't know how to cope. Yeah, I would. Well, I would sneak off to the racetrack all the time, bet horses. That was what my dad and I always did. I just thought it was he, normal. He talks a lot so, about in this book, not, yeah. you know, not just the pills, but also a horse racing. Yeah, that's my, Get, I yeah. liked basketball. I yeah. love thoroughbred yeah. racing. Yeah. So <laughs> and the only horses these people know are the ones at Central Park. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I like those. Yeah. Two. Let's talk about because as you're talking and, you know, you, you discuss before games in high school, you always would, mm. would, would vomit and yeah. as a nerve. And then, but then you also talked about how your dad, who was a basketball coach, would do this as well. See, this wasn't, I, that, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, he used to be a coach, and I would yeah. be in his locker rooms before games, and he'd give his pep talk, and then he'd go in the, in the restroom, yeah. stick his fingers down his throat, and yeah. throw up. Yeah. And a lot of times it was dry heaves, and I'd just hear him in there. And I, but that was how you got ready for a game. Yeah. I don't know if he did that when he played. I just know he right. did it. We never talked about but it, I, but, but then I yeah. started doing it. Right. Like I, well, I did it out of nerves. He brought his whole team to watch like a third grade game of mine. Yeah. I didn't know they were coming. I went out on the court, puked everywhere at midcourt. <laughs> I mean, big throw yeah. up. And yeah. they cleaned it up. I felt like Superman after that. I was ready to go. And from that right. moment, yeah. I was a regular puker. I puked every single game yeah. from third grade yeah. till my second or third year in the NBA. And then I was just like, and I would stick my fingers down right. my throat. Right. If I was playing bad, one of my teammates might be like, bro, did you stick your finger down your throat? Go in there and throw up. But I'm reading this. And I didn't I, realize that. I'm That's thinking, crazy. This is anxiety, man. Yeah, and it's it, also yeah. anxiety. Your dad had a similar situation. And when did you face that? When? Out of rehab. rehab. Uh, the last right. time. For, right. 2014. Yeah. I've been clean for nine years. I'm not the model. I smoke marijuana. 
I, yeah, but I use medical marijuana. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah. Coors Light from time to time. Okay. I have nine years clean from yeah. uh, opioids. Um, I think I really started delving. I hit rock. I was broke. Yeah. I was broken. I'd embarrass myself, my family, my kids, my ex-wife, uh, yeah. all of my friends and my, my friends' kids that looked up to me. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like, man, you, <laughs> if you're going to live, you better start tackling some of why you do the things you do. You, 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 your, your dad is in here a lot. Yeah. Tough on you. I mean, one night time you scored 40 points, you come home, <laughs> dad's going to like me, and he was mad that you didn't play better defense. Yeah. yeah. And I played collegiate tennis. My dad, sometimes I think, you know, if he would have been harder on me, I could have oh. been a better pro. Well. And I'm thinking, well, which one is it? I don't want that. Yeah. But I also wouldn't mind me a couple more bucks playing tennis. Right. So what's the balance, dude? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because, to be honest, I, li like, I never – in my life. My dad played professional basketball. Yeah. He played college. Yeah. Uh, I never in my life, my whole life, was on the floor with my dad playing basketball. He never rebounded for me. He never did any of that stuff. Also, I didn't want him to do that. I, w I was focused on what I was doing. I was watching his teams, watching everything he did, listening to everything. I was absorbing it. And I think he knew that I was I honestly think he knew that I would be too nice if and maybe right. fizzle out as right. a college player or whatever. Right. He knew I had the talent. Yeah. The problem is I I did very much similar things with my own son. Yeah. And he didn't have the same like talent. He was way tougher than I was. Right. But I treated him almost like my dad treated me. Right. Sometimes I was I was better. Yeah. But still <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. I think that's what we're all trying to do. It's a little, hard little, little better than our parents. Yeah. But it's a hard balance. Yeah. And um, yeah. no, I becoming a professional basketball player was a dream come true. And I that's the one thing my dad like as as it's complicated. Yeah. I love him to death. Of course. I, I appreciate everything he's done for me. My mom, the yeah. same way. Yeah. Were, are there some things I wish we'd have done differently? Yeah. Who's not that way? I mean, my mom's here, you know? And yeah. And on, and on Black Woman History Night. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, here's a list of things she should have done better. Uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. You know that, Mom. Uh, uh, what do you have to say to people listening who might be middle school phenom in a sport or high school phenom in a sport? Everything's in front of them, it yeah. seems like. And there's a reality of this that you have lived. What do you say to somebody who might be in the throes of addiction right now? Do you have a message or a thought? Man, I, I, I guess it's really just find somebody to talk to. Uh, I, I, I had so much pride that, you know, I was this King Rex type thing, yeah. this image. And I had so much pride about not living up to anything. I had all these secret, you know, insecurities and, you know, your pride can get in the way a lot. And once you let that move a little bit, then you can start to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. However, I also recommend therapy. If I would have, yeah. if I'd have been able to have therapy, like as a teenager, 
18, 19 years old, I feel like, I don't know if it would have changed anything, but I know that I had a better shot of managing the stuff that goes along with, with being a, a popular and kind of famous athlete. That's a great message. Thank you for this book. I loved it. You're the man. Rex Chapman, everybody. It's Hard for Me to Live With Me is available now. Rex Chapman. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. That's our show for tonight. Now here it is, your moment of zen. Nobody explained to me how allowing millions of people from places unknown, from countries unknown, who don't speak languages. We have languages coming into our country. We have nobody that even speaks those languages. They're, they're truly foreign languages. Nobody speaks them. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.